Do you love live shows? I'm sure you did at one point in time. Well, guess what? They're coming back, and we would love to have you at our first one this December 12th in Chicago. Go to coxandcrendor.com for more information. We'll see you there. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is going to get you eating so good. Also, today we're brought to you by Hawthorne. Hawthorne's going to get you smelling so good. (laughs) This is a weird bit. (laughs) Let's jump into the podcast. Hello, everybody. It's time for Cox and Crendog. in the morning. In the morning. Hello, everybody. Welcome to an exciting episode of Cox and Credo in the morning. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the How are you? All right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing okay. Yes, I'm doing all right. Uh, I don't know. I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, you know, I mean, we're hitting we're hitting end of November. So me, we got prime holiday season. Yeah, people were talking about how uh, we should have done a Black Friday thing, but let me tell you, there wasn't much Black Friday this year. There was Black Friday in Taiwan for some reason, but oh. I didn't see much Black Friday stuff happening this year. That's what I'm saying. Dude, the last, like, couple of years, we've just been, like, trying to cover Black Friday. Nothing's happening. Like, well, uh, you know, people aren't going out anymore. No one wants to fight each other for a TV. Eh, it's just not the same as it used to be. You just get it online. Like uh, it said on this article I found, Black Friday shopping in stores drops 28% from pre-pandemic levels. No one wants to go back. No one wants to take a punch in the face for a grill. They <laughs> just said a gorilla. It's like he's my gorilla. <laughs> a grill, a grill. <laughs> no one wants to take a punch in the face for a gorilla anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, come on, here we go. The gorilla just starts walking with you. Then he punches you in the face. And then he goes on the loose. <laughs> oh, what? A gorilla that. was my friend. Ow! Now that would be a Black Friday story. <laughs> gorilla punches man, <laughs> and steals he, toaster. <laughs> he buys the deals. <laughs> uh, Black Friday draws less in-store traffic as shoppers get strategic. Yeah, I mean people are just buying online. Well, it's, there's uh, you can get anything online, literally yeah. anything. Plus, it's become like Black Friday has turned into like the just a month of Black Friday. Like they start Black Friday like a month in advance. Like, folks, it's uh, November sales now, and it's like, oh, okay. Like, it's no longer one day. They've realized, like, oh, you just do this the entire month, and it's much more profitable. Yeah, that sucks. That's not good. And I think most people (laughs) caught on to the fact that all they would do is, like, this TV is $500 on a Tuesday. This TV is $500 on a Wednesday. On Friday, this TV is $500 marked down from $700. Wink, wink, wink. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, you catch out of their marketing gimmicks. Yeah, you know, all, everything happens. It's just a, it's just not what it used to be, which is both good and bad. You know, good for just people, but bad for us trying to cover it. <laughs> Be- yeah, it's good for human beings and humanity in general, <laughs> but so bad for us trying yeah. to watch chaos ensue. Yeah, just it's not the same. Really, just the end of an era. But I did write down. 
two holiday things. Holiday things is a weird phrase. Uh huh. <laughs> All right, they're both just Christmas music related. <laughs> oh, okay. So, because they've started playing Christmas music, right? So I was like, all right, I'll start listening to the Christmas music now that it's like officially time, right? Uh, so we wish you a Merry Christmas, the the song, right? I'm aware of it, yes. <laughs> so I got questions about it. So first uh -huh. thing, they say, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas, right? That's just whatever, like Happy New Year, blah, blah. But then right. it's bring us figgy pudding. Yeah. They say it three times. They really they, want it. But then they demand you bring it right here. <laughs> and then they say, you know, good tidings, and Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Then they say we're, they're not leaving until they get some. Like, I feel that's the entire song I've realized is just they're wishing you Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and they demand figgy pudding. I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but the history teacher in me seems to recall... This song and many other songs are kind of like um like hostage. <laughs> I am the, like the best way to describe this. So what would happen is carolers would like come up to your door and sing you a song. And the goof was that once they were there, they would not leave till you gave them something. <laughs> And this is this, you know, this is like in the olden times. They would come up to me like, "We sing you a song of Christmas, and it's Christmas, and it's Christmas," yeah. right? And then you would give them, I don't know, coffee or cider or a snack or something. Yeah, in return for their singing. Yeah, it's a, like a thank you, but it wasn't like you didn't request it. They would just show up and do it, and then it was expectant <laughs> of you to give them a thing. So I f this song, to me. Feels like it's a goof, but it's also exactly what would happen. So they'd be like, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And they'd sing to the people. And then, then the goof is like, no, so bring us some figgy pudding, right? <laughs> and they're like, we're going to keep singing until you do. And I think that's the, the goof of the song. I see. So it's a bit of a goof song. Which is why people hate carolers, because the connotation of caroling is that they walk up to your door, sing you songs, and then you're supposed to give them something for it, even though you're like, I didn't want this. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of it's kind of fucked up. Yes, it, it is. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> like, imagine you're just like you're having a bad day, and then you're like, God, who's at the door? You look, and it's just people caroling, and then they're demanding something. Like, are they doing it because they want to give you a good Christmas feeling, or are they doing it because they're demanding something? Like, what if these Christmas carolers they don't even want you to have a Merry Christmas? They just want stuff. They just want their figgy pudding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's what it is. We wish you Merry Christmas. Is That's the goof, I believe, of that song, is that it's like, hey, we came to sing to you, and now we are giving you crap, so give us some pudding. And what if you don't got any figgy pudding? Do you got to, like, make it now? Also, figgy pudding, I I can't remember if figgy pudding is the same as, um, what's that other stuff? Yorkshire pudding? Where it isn't uh, pudding yeah. at all, but, like, bread? Yeah, it definitely is that. It's definitely some bread. Some that's some British bullshit. <laughs> Why is everything? It's bread, not pudding. It's bread. Stop it. Figgy, figgy pudding is a vague term used for a class of traditional Christmas dishes, usually forming sweet and savory cakes containing a sour, sweet, creamy layer of honey, fruits, and nuts. In later times, rum or other distilled alcohol became often added to enrich the fruit. This was like fruit cake, 
right? Kind of, yeah. I'm I'm trying to see. Of course, I went to NPR, which you know you're going to get the most like overly oh, yeah. detailed version of this. I also just realized that's like such a difference in our culture. Like British, like figgy pudding, and we're like fruit cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that Simpsons where he's like, "Ooh, a garage." Well, ooh la dee da, Mr. French fed. What do you call it? Car hold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You continue. <laughs> uh, another saying here that they were talking about figs being one of those things where plums were used in a pre-Victorian generic way for dried fruit, uh, more specifically raisins. So figgy certainly seems that uh, you know figs would have been incorporated into the Christmas recipe. But basically, they're saying the idea of a figgy pudding. Is just like a generic term. I'm sure at one mm. point it was fig based, but just like you know, most things, it, you know, if you go to the south and you ask for a Coke, they're like, "You want clear Coke? <laughs> you want bright Coke? <laughs> you know, Coke is just soda." So it's that kind of thing. I see. Well, I mean, that, my point still stands. What if they show up and you don't have any? Uh then you know, bad on you. I guess is the point. Yeah, but like, they're not going to go until they get some. Well, then you can be like, I'm going to get my shotgun. I'm going to get my shotgun. <laughs> that is a very 1930s. You better not be here. <laughs> <laughs> they start up the anti-Christmas caroling. <laughs> That's got to be mm -hmm. a thing. So, I mean, I mean, listen, we're talking like 19. What was it? When did they Christmas carol? Was it like the 1930s? Christmas? No, like the 1830s. Oh, I guess Christmas yeah. Carol. Christmas carols were sung uh, way as early as 129 A.D. A song called "Angels Hymn" was sung at a Christmas service in Rome. But that's oh. not like Christmas caroling. Yeah, it's not caroling. But they are saying that um, the songs, "I saw three ships come sailing in." That song is oh, that's yeah. uh, 1410. Oh, interesting. 1640s Puritans would carol. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's like same thing with Beggar's Night. The idea of of Halloween and getting candy was, you know, please, sir, may I have a morsel? I dressed up like a ghost, I did. <laughs> yeah, it's so I just like to imagine there's like a standoff. It's like a siege. Where like they've car they started caroling outside your house for figgy pudding, and then you're just like, you ain't getting my figgy pudding, and then they're just like sitting out there, and they're just like, uh, what do we do? And they're like, keep singing. We're getting that figgy pudding, and then it's like days go by, and they're just like surrounding your house, just singing, and you're just like those carolers, those carolers, they never leave, but they ain't getting my figgy pudding. And then it's just the standoff to see who can last the longest. I don't... I feel like the police would be called. <laughs> it probably would, but I mean, we're also talking like... This is like 1855. I mean, so well... Like, all right, I guess... The what, what, what You're surrounded called? by Christmas carolers. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be Christmas carol fights. The caroler, the caroler groups would fight each other for the prime spot. <laughs> the territories. I found a thing. This is amazing. The Jesse tree. <laughs> what? Jesse trees are a very old Christmas tradition and first started in medieval times. 
They are used to help tell the story of the Bible from creation to the Christmas story. The name comes from Jesse, who was the father of the great Jewish king David. One prophecy in the Bible uh, says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. Damn! I need a Jesse tree. <laughs> you do need a Jesse tree. A branch tree. is the sign of a new life, a new beginning. So basically, it's a tree where at the bottom is Jesse, and then at the very, very top of the tree on some branch is Jesus, is what, what it's saying. It's like a family tree, and it's like, include all these little things on your tree. That's too much work. That is a lot of work, yeah. But the, the crazy thing is the tree itself is just like a crappy, br- like, leafless tree. Which, if anything, that is a Jesse tree. <laughs> that is Like true. a It'll poorly taken tree. care of, kind of like whatever <laughs> tree that's dolled up real nice. <laughs> um, oh, That's pretty cool. You got a Jesse tree. The Jesse tree, yeah. Shout out to Jesse's out there. I also want to bring up Elvis Christmas songs. Oh, <laughs> blue. Yeah. The it's... best one's the Porky Pig version, by the way. By the way. I'll have a Christmas without you. It's such a definitive style for Elvis, where he's just like... And it's... Oh, there's something about it. Where I'm like, you know, it what? is a style. It's just, I mean, like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. There's like nothing else like it. And then there's those. Uh, are you are, are you trying to tell me that you're an Elvis fan right now? Is that what's is that what's happening? I'll be an Elvis Christmas fan, but I'm not All like right. an other song Elvis fan. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm like a Mariah Carey Christmas fan. I'm not gonna listen uh, to Mariah yeah. Carey year round, but like at Christmas. Yeah. All I'll I want see. for Christmas is Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey is like probably in like the S tier of like Christmas song artists. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Yeah. Like I'd put like I'd put Mariah Carey S tier. Elvis is probably like borderline. He might be A tier. I don't know. Elvis uh, Elvis very good. I think the S tier stuff you got to go with people like Bing Crosby, like the classics. That's true. you know the the guys who who are like way too dead to be relevant, <laughs> but it doesn't That's, matter. Yeah. It's like in sports where they're like, and this is when Jim Brown scored 40 touchdowns in a game. <laughs> You're like, wow, that's pretty neat. <laughs> or like, Wilt Chamberlain scored 172 points in that basketball game. And you're like, wow, that's uh, that's great. Be yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just so old that like they had no competition whatsoever. It was like, like it's like LeBron James taking on like a group of like, I don't know, truck drivers like yeah i guess we'll play <laughs> basketball today i want to see that game <laughs> lebron james versus like. 18 truck drivers <laughs> that's what it was like because they probably like back then in like the 1920s they probably just all drank and then like let's play the football and then you know there's always like one or two dudes who are just like above and beyond better than everybody because they're built like you know the athletes of today <laughs> also all right this just uh, so okay, so I went to Mariah Carey's Twitter. Okay, this like, is important. Okay. Yes, she has like 21 million followers, which I don't know why I didn't expect it, but now I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, so she has a retweet from the Utah Mariah Carey Museum, and it's uh, they got a three bottles. The of- Utah Mariah Carey Mu- Utah. Yes, and they have. Three bottles of black Irish 
Irish cream. So it's like an alcohol. It's like, you know, Bailey's or something. And they said, I love Black Irish. The Utah Mariah Carey Museum just picked up a few more bottles last weekend. It's so delicious. And then all I could think of was like, there's a Mariah Carey Museum in Utah. <laughs> That's like, like everything you said to me. None of that matters because I'm still obsessed with the fact there's, an, there's like a Mariah Carey Utah place. Okay. Yeah. Here's the, here's the thing of the museum. A picture if you, if you will. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Get the shit out of shit. What the hell? This is just someone's house. It's got to be someone's house. There's no way. It's like, this here's is... Mariah Carey's heels from when she danced in the New York ball in 2001. I see that. All Mariah Carey's makeup. This is like, if I was Mariah Carey, I'd be a little worried. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a little crazy. I, I mean, are they like, they, is it like their own personal museum? Or are they like actually? That's like, what I'm come saying. On, There's on. something a little like crazy about it. Like it, I appreciate it. <laughs> It definitely has the vibe of a super fan, but also it looks like someone's closet. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's got to be someone's closet. They have all her, like, perfume. They have, like, cassette tapes. What the? I need to come have a splash at the Mariah Carey Utah Museum, friend. Probably the only thing that'll get me to Utah. And there's a photo of, like, I don't know how to describe this. Imagine a table. (laughs) Filled with alcohol, and then behind it, two long tables, each with what appear to be 10 or 11 or 12 chairs at each, and then a room that is, I don't even know how to describe this room. (laughs) It definitely has cult feel to it. (laughs) Like The room itself, if you look beyond the alcohol and beyond the table (laughs) set up, (laughs) <laughs> it looks like a place where cult activity happens. I feel like nobody should be this attached to anything. I, it's just blowing my mind. <laughs> I can't figure it out. I get it's, it. Like I get being a fan of things. I hope somewhere yeah. someone has a room that is filled with stuff of me. I'd be flattered. With that said, however, completely blown away by the fact that this is like well, too much. I guess there's like people do like sports thing like they'll have like sports themed air like rooms like oh there's my packers room and they got like a packer bar and they got like there's a difference between like oh this is my room and i am hoarding everything i can (laughs) yeah that's true too i mean mean, there's if you show me a sports room that had like you know they have like a neon light and like a jersey on a wall i'd be like yeah all right i mean that's like an obsessive fan like you show me a room that was like i love the 1994 Chicago Bulls so much that my entire closet is filled with everything Jordan has ever made. Like, that would be too much. <laughs> yeah. But there's definitely some people who do that. There definitely oh, I'm is. aware. And I, I'm, I, I think that's a little much. Is, I think it's a little much is all I'm saying. That is true. I would not want someone to have that much stuff of me. That would, I would be like, this is crazy. They would have to have a thing of me saying this is crazy in that museum. I'm, I'm trying to think of how the best way to phrase this. I don't know that if someone had a crazy museum dedicated to you, that we would recognize it as being crazy. <laughs> Hell no. 
Like, oh. if, if, if I saw someone's museum dedicated to you, I might be like, yeah, that seems accurate. Even just, if it was like this level of crazy, where they had everything you had ever done in a closet, I'd be like, you yeah, know, that seems like a like a passionate Grendor fan. Yeah, but here's the that thing. That doesn't seem weird to me. <laughs> here's the thing. It's like, just from my personality alone, there's nothing that I'm like overly like passionate about to the point where I have to make a room for it and like collect a bunch of stuff. I'm like, I like things. So in that, just from that aspect alone, that wouldn't be very Crendor-like. Well, exactly. I mean, I'm trying to think of what would even go into a room <laughs> dedicated to you, and I'll be honest, I don't know. <laughs> Probably like one like, pair of sloth sweatpants. Yeah, a zombie and, dragon uh, plush. Yeah, a, a, a All dragon. All merch, really. Just merch. The undead dragon. <laughs> and then... Uh, like a photo, a photo of cat, and that's pretty much it, really. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> so really the, the Crendor Museum wouldn't be uh, very interesting, but yeah, that would it's actually also no one would notice. Well. No one would be like, "This is the Crendor Museum." Like, yeah, <laughs> oh wow, I had no clue. Just how I'd want it. Yeah, just how I'd want <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> how's your uh, how's your Thanksgiving, by the way? Oh my God! Well, so we went out to uh, eat because we no longer cook. And uh, <laughs> funnily enough, at the restaurant, it looked like exact replicas of my family. It was two parents and one child everywhere. It was very <laughs> funny. I was like, yeah, single child Thanksgivings. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and while we were there, uh, you know, it was, it was very nice and, and we had a great conversation. But at one point, my parents literally told a old Grandpa Simpson story. Because <laughs> my dad was talking about Well, my mom started talking about Her relatives and how Her grandfather helped build Pittsburgh and he built this building And, and you know, that, that kind of stuff And my dad transitioned that story Into, well, your uncle Or someone, I don't know who, the, who it was Let me tell you, I still don't know what the hell The story was about Someone was on top of a church Playing the fiddle and fell off <laughs> <laughs> and and that story immediately trans transitioned to my mom being like, no, no, no. Well, you see, what ended up happening was across the street was this house, but the house also had a pizza parlor down below. So the people who lived in the house also in the pizza parlor, but the pizza. And I was like, okay, I'm trying to follow along. What's going on? The story moved from talking about a pizza parlor to talking about like set dressing. To talking about baby dolls, to like it was a genuine Grandpa Simpson story that never got back around to why a man fell off a roof playing a fiddle. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I was laughing so hard, and I tried to tell my parents about Grandpa Simpson. And I don't think they remembered that bit, so I sent them a, a, a video link to it. And I was like, "This is what you did to me." Rather than tell me why a dude fell off a, fell off a roof, you were like. So I tied an onion to my belt, which was the style <laughs> at the time. And I was like, <laughs> you guys straight up just like, well, see, the pizza parlor was in the bottom of the house, which was the style at the time. <laughs> it was like the pizzas they made. I was like, why are we talking about pizza? I thought we were talking about a man who fell off a church roof, and now we're talking about a pizza parlor under a house. It was that kind of conversation. So it was very funny. And um, 
Then at the end, my dad started to talk about how millennials have it too easy. So we went full. We went full Thanksgiving. It was like I was drafted into a war. Have you ever been in a draft? And I was like, you know, we, I mean, we've we've had perpetual twenty years of war, and uh, we've had two uh, total complete economic collapses. And I started like listing off problems. And he's like, yeah, well, I. Got shot at. I was like, "Cool, dude." I guess that negates all of our problems. Just <laughs> remember, there's a Grandpa Simpson quote where uh, I've been watching a lot of old Simpsons because, like, seasons four through nine, that's like are the that's best the sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, they're so good. Yeah. So I've just been watching all those again. There's like one. Where he's like, I need to remember what my dad told me as a kid. And he's like, Homer, you're dumb as a mule and twice as ugly. If a strange man offers you a ride, I say take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of what it was like. <laughs> they did. There's the other where uh, he's like, hey, listen, my story begins in 19 dickety two. We had to say dickety because they stole our word 20. I chased the rascal to get it back, but it gave up after dickety six miles. <laughs> that was a prime your parents the story there. It was a definite. It was, it was just like that. It was that kind of vibe where the entire time I was like, okay. Yeah, it was lovely. It was a lovely. It was a lovely time. <laughs> uh, I also discovered this past week that I cannot do Nashville hot chicken. Oh. Like, I love spicy food. But Nashville hot, it's too oily. I don't know what it is, but when I eat it, I'm, like, sick for two days. Every time. Without <laughs> fail. And I just, for some reason, decided to test it again this week and was like, oh, why? <laughs> Why'd I eat that? It, yeah, I don't know. It's just like too greasy for me. I guess I have a grease threshold. I'm telling you, now you're hitting the Crendor uh, digestive era. But it's always been that way. It's not nothing new. It's specifically <laughs> that and, um, oh, what is it? You know when you get like pasta and they do a, uh, oh, what is that stuff called? A, uh, uh, it's green. Help me out here. My brain is what? dead. It's green, like a green sauce. Oh, like a uh, green oh, yeah. You're talking about uh, the the. It's like uh, it's uh. Why can't I think of it? it starts with a P. <laughs> Pesto. Yeah. Yes. Anytime, <laughs> boy. Somewhere there's an Italian losing his shit. <laughs> I did not know about the pesto. Um, Listen, I knew. Every, I just took took me a while. That's what I'm saying. I forgot it. I forgot the name too. Uh, yeah. Every time I eat pesto on anything, if I have like a because not the pesto itself, but because they always put it with oil. So whatever the dressing and stuff, it's like pesto plus oil, and it's all that oil always messes me up. And so it's always been that way, which is why I don't get – I don't even try to get pesto things because I'm afraid they're just going to put too much oil in it. Same with Nashville hot chicken. I was like, man, that does look good. All right. I'll get two strips of chicken. Two. Just two strips of chicken. <laughs> Messed me up. Took me out. I was like, oh. I feel that. So, I can't do it. Yeah, I don't know. Oil. I can't do it. Yet, if I went to like somewhere where they had bread – and they have like a little thing of oil and they put like salt. Yeah. I could do that. I yeah. could like dip it, but I guess because I'm not like <laughs> soaking it in oil. 
Yeah, like I could have a little bit of olive oil, you know. I could have like some olive. I could have like olives, you know. I could have little bits, but like if you're taking like a greasy ass pizza or something, just eating it, it's it's over. Yeah, it's too, it's too much. I don't know why. I don't know why it's always been that way with me. Oil, I just don't. Oil and Jesse don't mix. It's a fact. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like oil and water. You just get separated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god! I forgot to mention. I had this. We we're talking about this on stream. Well, one of these were like we we're all playing stuff, and nobody knew what I was talking about. So you know about baked ziti. I mean, I'm aware of baked ziti. Yes. So what I didn't realize is that because we don't call it that in Chicago. We call it Mastacholi. Ooh, I like that. That sounds way better than Big Ziti. Yeah. So like, well, I was Master like Mastacholi. So like, we were talking. It was like Sam and the, the whoever. And I was like, yeah, I was eating Mastacholi. And they're like, what the what the hell, Mastacholi? And I'm like, what? Like they didn't know. And then even the Americans didn't know. And I'm like, am I crazy? But then people in chat were like, oh, it's a Chicago thing. So apparently, yeah. I don't know why they call it the Mastacholi, and then everywhere else it's Ziti. But I don't know. Uh, oven baked masa. That's a great. Why is it called that? Do we have an? Is there a masacholi? Um, versus ziti. Oh, this is the definition. Here we go. All right. What? Masacholi is a type of penne pasta which resembles ziti, while ziti is a type of penne pasta which resembles masacholi. <laughs> that doesn't help anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the same thing. What you just said is the same. <laughs> what? There's got to be. I can't. This is this is everywhere on the. I feel like we're being punked right now. I w I just went to a different website and it said the definition is <laughs> masacholi is a type of penne pasta which resembles ziti, while ziti is a type of penne pasta which resembles masacholi. What the hell? This can't be. What? Here is okay. Here we oh, go. okay. I think I figured it out. All right. Uh, it's the cut on the pasta. Oh, okay. So masticholi is diagonally cut, while ziti is blunt, straight down cut. Ah, interesting. Imagine if they were Christmas carolers and they wouldn't leave until you gave them masticholi. Bring it right now. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I don't. What do you mean? What's masticholi? <laughs> we won't leave until we get some. Where do I get masticholi? We Pat. won't leave until we get some. No, I don't have any. Yeah, I can and see it. Pat mine down. Too much grease. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of too much grease, that's not. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> speaking of too much grease, you know what? I'm gonna make this work. All right. You're having too much grease in your life. Oh. That's right. You ingest far too much. But you know, the best way to prevent excess grease. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this is a stretch. <laughs> Eating and cooking at home. That's right. You don't want all that nastiness from drive-thrus and fast food and all that. A good home-cooked meal is the best way to keep it fresh, keep it healthy, to keep it good. And HelloFresh is the easiest way to do that with pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip the grocery store. Skip all the uh, crazy stuff you got to do to find a meal. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And here is why. 
HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including vegetarian, calorie smart, gourmet options, so much variety. Ingredients travel from the farm to your door within a week, so you get the convenience without all the skimping on the quality. As we slowly move into winter, there's nothing better than cozying up with a comforting home-cooked meal like chicken ramen or uh, gnocchi, like a turkey ragu gnocchi. Oh, man, that's the good stuff. Uh, HelloFresh can't be beaten value. Even at full price, it's 30% cheaper than grocery stores. And this holiday deal is the time to try it for even less. We, both Krenner and I, have used HelloFresh for a while. We uh, love some of the recipes enough that we have taken the recipe cards and, like, made our own recipes out of those oh, yeah. cards. We just save them. Yeah, they're great. HelloFresh is a fantastic way to actually start to learn to cook for yourself. I cannot stress that enough. They guide you the whole way, and you see it come out, like, <laughs> almost exactly how it looks on the card, and you think to yourself, man, I can do this. And you can. All you got to do. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Cox14 and use code Cox14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash COX14 and use code COX14 and get 14 free meals and three free gifts. It's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Also, today we're brought to you by Hawthorne. It is the premium men's grooming brand that makes it quick and easy to be confidently your best with skincare and hair care made just for you. Honestly, can I tell you the craziest thing? My dad came over one time and he saw my uh, Hawthorne cologne and he's like, I love this. And I was like, do you want it? And he's like, well, where can I buy it? I was like, you can't buy it, bro. It was made perfectly for me. I can go get it. I can go log back on and get another one. And he's like, you mean I can have this? I was like, you can have it. So my dad <laughs> took my cologne, so I had to order another one. That's how good it smells. He loved it. I think it's like a Cox thing. We have our scent. We have like the Cox scent, which is a weird thing to say, but uh, that's what I said. They use data from hundreds of thousands of customers like me to recommend perfect products for your body chemistry, skin type, hair type, lifestyle. I guess it makes sense that, you know, DNA would be a part of it. I... Cannot stress this enough. Taking the quiz is super easy, super fun. Everyone likes to take quizzes online. That's just a fact. You can answer things like, you know, what do you like to drink? Or what kind of aftershave do you wear? Or, you know, when you go out, what kind of night out do you like? That kind of stuff. But also, what kind of deodorant guy are you? Or what kind of soap do you use? Those kind of things. And they whittle it down to get you the best smell, the best face cleanser, the best moisturizer, all the different things for you, shampoo, whatever. And at the end, they'll give you a list of things and you can choose what you want. And that is that. Hawthorne stands by their customers. So if you're not completely satisfied, they will retailer your products for free based on your feedback and pay for the shipping. There is truly no risk. So if you're ready to take the quiz, if you're ready to try Hawthorne, all you got to do is go to hawthorne.co and use promo code COX to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O, promo code COX, hawthorne.co, promo code COX. All right, Quinder, let's jump to Captain Captain. Whoa, hey, ho, seven in the sky. 
Don't give me shit. Um, don't give me shit for that. <laughs> you don't, you don't uh, have the right. Don't you do that. <laughs> uh, yep, there's yep, there's uh, traffic here. Um, man, that's got to there's got to be like a top 5 like worst ever like traffic intros ever. And this is Don't, like, you know right what? Don't no. Just keep going. It's too uh, late. Uh, Intro already happened. We're moving on. <laughs> We're moving on. Looks good. Traffic. People going home from Thanksgiving. People buying the Christmas presents. People. People, man. People. Back to you. Thanks, Crendor. Now let's go over to the weather desk. How's that weather? Weather time. So, we got a weather request. I don't know if we've ever been here before, but if not... Even if we have, I feel like we've forgotten, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Cox's Creek, Kentucky. Nice. Of course it's Kentucky. <laughs> of course it's Kentucky. Cox's Creek, Kentucky. 50 degrees and sunny. It said, watch, beware the Arctic Express. I don't what? know if that's like correlated to... Arctic Express sounds like a, like a wind thing or something. And, uh, I think that's just happening. To, like, the country or something. I don't know. Um, so, weather. <laughs> 51 high, 22 low, humidity 43%, pressure 30.04 inches, 10-mile visibility, 13-mile-an-hour winds to the east, dew point 28, UV index 1 of 10 with a waning crescent moon. That sun is rising at 7.36 a.m. and setting at 5.23 p.m. Hourly, yet 50, 49, 45, 41, and on the daily... You've got 51 today, 45 tomorrow, 55 on Tuesday, 56 Wednesday, and 63 on Thursday. It's not too bad. Saturday, you got 50. Sunday, 52 with p.m. showers. But then Monday, 44 with some showers. And Tuesday, 47. So it's going to get colder going into December. Uh, and that's the old Cox's Creek. <laughs> Seems like Cox's Creek is is as boring as I imagine it would be. <laughs> Uh yeah, it's it's probably pretty boring. Nothing ever happens in Cox's Creek. <laughs> uh, and that's the weather. Okay, let's go to sports. Sports. <laughs> I don't like that. Sports. Sports. <laughs> um, over in sports, we've got NFL football going on right now. Uh, currently in the NFL games, the, well, Thanksgiving, Bears barely beat the Lions. Raiders barely beat the Cowboys. Bills destroyed the Saints. Uh, Bengals crushed the Steelers today. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dolphins beat the Panthers. Giants beat the Eagles because the Eagles didn't know how to catch the football at the end of the game. Uh, Patriots crushed the Titans as the Patriots are once again relevant. That's fun. They're now 8-4, and four, I believe. Uh, only took them a year. Uh, Falcons beat the Jaguars. Uh, Buccaneers currently beating the Colts 38-31 with five seconds to go. So, barring a miracle, they're going to win that. Jets beat the Texans. And the other game is about to start. Now, over in basketball, we take a look at some of these standings. Uh... The Nets in first in the East with the Heat, the Wizards right behind them, then the Bulls, the Bucks, then the Hornets. Over in the West, 
You've got yourselves the Warriors at the top, 17 and 2, with the Suns at 17 and 3 right behind them. Then you got the Jazz, the Clippers, the Mavericks, the Trailblazers, the Wolves, and the Lakers. And then the Grizzlies, Nuggets down there. Pretty close in the West outside of the top <laughs> and three. And then the rest, the rest of those teams. And then the rest. <laughs> and then over in hockey, you got thing going on right now. You got Washington and uh, Carolina battling it out up top. You got Florida and Toronto tied up at the top. You got Minnesota up the top with the Blues right behind them. And then you got the Oilers with the Calgary Flames right behind them. And that is pretty much sports. Okay. What's our weird factoid of the day? What the? The inventor of the Pringles can is now buried in one. That is uh, both incredible and very sad. (laughs) In 1966, Frederick Bauer developed the ingenious idea for the Procter and Gamble. Uh, for Procter and Gamble, he uniformly stacked chips inside a can instead of tossing them in a bag. He was so proud of his invention, he wanted to take it to the grave. Literally, he so he com- so they crammed his ass in a can. I guess so. He communicated. Do you think he's preserved well? Do you think he's like? Oh, without a doubt. There's so like much a sodium in, in that there? can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He communicated his burial wishes to his family when he died at 89. His children stopped at Walgreens on the way to the funeral home to buy his burial Pringles can. What? Wait. Wait, burial Wait, did they, Pringles can? Hold on. Did they, did they cremate him and then stuff him in a Pringles can? Is that what happened? Uh, Wait, maybe that is what happened. If that's all right, that makes a whole lot more sense because yeah, I was concerned that they made a life-size Pringles can for this man. <laughs> that's what I thought too. <laughs> I was like, like a, "That's a lot, like a Pringles coffin or something." Right? I built my Pringles coffin. <laughs> it is where I shall lay. <laughs> um, my siblings and I briefly debated what flavor to use. Larry said, "But I said, look, we need to use the original, so they use the original." Well, I mean, yeah, obviously. That's the classic way to go. You got to use the original. Yeah. No one else is going to buy it because the original sucks. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not an original fan. No way. Nah, that's garbage. Um, Either way, that's your fact of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo. Very nice. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what's our big news story of the day? Big news story of the day. Uh, well, we got, there's the two things that were sent to us. One was the end times preacher talking about her crazy story, which isn't really a news story, but it's just a thing. It's just a crazy person being really crazy. She was just like, I turned in bed to my husband and he was a lizard coming out of his body, (laughs) but a ghost lizard. And he said, I'm going to have sex with you. And she said, be gone. Yeah. She rebuked, she rebuked the sex lizard in the name of of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, then, me on yeah. the other hand, I would not do this. I'd be like, "Jesus, take the wheel! I'm about to bang this lizard." <laughs> but it turned out that the alien lizard turned out to be a reptile with a posse of gargoyles. So he had a gargoyle. Right, right, right. Well, you know, at that point, I'd just be like, "Yo, gargoyles, you went on, you went on this lizard sex fest because it's gonna get real nasty." And the gargoyles would be like, "Hell yeah, Mister J!" And then we, you know, we'd all bang. Yeah, 
That's 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 how I imagine uh, it going down. <laughs> that's what happened in Cox's Creek. It's um, <laughs> the only thing that's ever happened there. <laughs> yep. uh, so we got Florida man flies Learjet with excavator like a toy plane. What? So if you take a look at this one, there is he is. in. Ah, uh, I see. That's very cool. I imagine that's terribly dangerous. Oh yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in one of those giant cat excavator like digger things and he's using the claw at the end of the the you know crane or whatever yeah. that is to hold the back of the plane that he's flying it around and spinning it which is that's, <laughs> that's like something you do in a video game like one of those simulator games yeah it can't be it can't, it can't <laughs> be legal but like also good on him it looks neat as hell yeah uh, there is a saying that some people never grow up. It's just that their toys get bigger and more expensive. That was definitely the case <laughs> with this Florida man who used to, who used his excavator to fly a plane and have a bit of good old fun after it was off to get scrapped. Video shot by the user Vice Aviator on Instagram who worked at the aviation industry has been making rounds on the internet while shocking and delighting many people because of its unusual nature. Uh, it's shocking and delightful. Shocking and delightful. <laughs> that's something <laughs> like that's like a very old white lady thing to say. It's so shocking <laughs> and delightful. That young man is shocking and delightful. I never know what to expect. Yeah, that's the kind of thing you say to a person when like you like it, but you know that it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, like I really enjoyed that, but I acknowledge but it's wrong. <laughs> shocking and delightful. delightful. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that since the Leave it to Beaver days. <laughs> uh, he wrote, after leaving the airport this morning, after my flight training, I decided to go and be an AV geek and go look for the 707 that was recently scrapped. After no luck, I made a U-turn and saw the Learjet was about to meet its fate. Little did I know it was going for one last flight, not the flight I thought. He truly was at the right place at the right time to capture a unique moment on video. It's now been reposted numerous times. Another user replied saying this could be narrated by David Attenborough. Yes. <laughs> I like yes. how some of these articles just turn and they like take social media posts as like news thing. Like what? Yeah, they're not said? they're not articles anymore. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, here's my hot take. Like just report the news. I don't care. Uh <laughs> like Jiminy Johnson said, Wow, this sure is crazy. While Becky four five four said Wow, that might be dangerous. Cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, like, okay, cool. Also, the story happened like a year ago, but I don't care. Well, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in to whatever the hell we got going on every week. You're amazing. Uh, we'll see you all next time. But first, Crendor, hit him with the socials. We've got socials. There is youtube.com slash Cox and Crendor podcast. That's where all these podcasts are, but on YouTube. We are also on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just search Cox and Crendor. You'll find it. Also, if you go to youtube.com slash Cox and Crendor without the podcast part in the end, you'll find all the animations. Very good, very fun. And very good, very fun. <laughs> you can find us on all our stuff. Twitch TV, Jesse Cox, Twitch TV, Crendor, YouTube, Jesse Cox, YouTube, Crendor, Twitter, Jesse Cox, Twitter, Crendor, Facebook, Jesse Cox, Facebook, Crendor, the, the, the Instagram, Crendor was taken, Instagram, Notorious Cox, Patreon, Jesse Cox, Patreon, Crendor, 
that's it. All right. Well, see y'all next time. And as always, it's Shaking Rhino. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs>